Hello, Alex Simmons. Hey, we're back. We're back. We're front, too. We're side. We're left. We're right. Okay. <laughs> hey, Chris. Hey, and welcome to Tell the Damn Story. Unplugged. Unplugged, roar, and ready to go. That's right. And here we are again because you asked us. Well, I don't know. They didn't. Re- yeah, they did ask us back. And even if they didn't, you should have. In uh, my mind, they asked me. <laughs> <laughs> so so this this time our topic is um actually it, I, i'm gonna handle it if it's okay oh okay uh, go ahead well it it's tied to uh if you've listened to previous episodes then you know and if you don't um we are two alex simmons and christopher ryan are two very different people who uh yes, have a are. lot of uh similar energies but are going uh, down different paths. And one of the things that is different about us is that Alex Simmons is out and about almost all the time. One of his nicknames is Man on the Move. That's right. And I uh, decided to spend a lot of time writing over the last couple of years, and I have found that I've developed difficulty to get out and about. So this is my project for this year to get out of the house and go to places so alex has been uh encouraging me and worried that i'm not getting out there so i have uh one good piece of news and Mm. then i want to start the topic the good piece of news is i got myself out of the house this weekend alex i went to one of the march for our lives Mm. Granted, it wasn't that far away from me, but it was going out into the public and uh, participating in uh, large size things. So, <laughs> so uh, it, it was, just, you know, and it and it's really one of those things that when you do the first step, the other steps become easier. And when you're in the crowd, you realize no one really is worried whether you're in the crowd or not. And it becomes much easier. So I thought you'd get a kick out of that. Well, A, I'm glad to hear it. And, I, and, and folks, please don't think I've ever done this before or that he doesn't ever get out in front of people because he's a school teacher, I'm a, a high school teacher. It, that's one of the weirdest things. I'm in front performing um, public speaking every day. I have been a public speaker with you um, without, you know, on, uh, on solo ventures. We have done cons together and all that. So it's it's been a strange thing to see it all of a sudden pop up. And and one of the things that I can logically see an end to, uh, you know, getting over this problem because I have been there before and the steps are being made. But in that, in that experience, uh, I came up with this question that I pitched to you um, for today's topic. And that is how to get out there. The ways and means of getting out in front of people, especially if you're a creative. We tend to do books and comic books, but this could be apl- applicable to any any of us that make creative products that need to be presented to the public. So, Alex Simmons, man on the move, how do you <laughs> do it? How do you get out there? How, what do you got to say about that? Well, a, a, a couple of things. And, and again, I'll, I'll try and be succinct here. Um, it helps if in within your personality, you don't mind getting up in front of people and talking and, and expressing yourself 
with energy and commitment and, and a genuineness about things that you truly believe in or you've, you've created and you feel good about. That helps. Not everybody feels that way. Not everybody's built that way. And so my, my life was, yeah, I was one of those other people. I did love to get up in front of people ever since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And performing and all that was, was a, a natural aspect of my personality. But I knew and have known a, a number of people who that's not what they do basically at all. Or it's hard for them to get up and get out in front of people. Well, so I always suggest, I always suggest a few things. Um, first and foremost, you know, absolutely believe in the material that you're about to share. That helps because you, you've got to come from some place of confidence. You're going to be nervous. You're going to, you know, the words are going to catch in your throat and blah, 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 blah. But if you're trying to snow job folks, then you're really not going to have anything to, to, to stand on. And that's going to be a problem. So believe in the material that you're about to present. And one way that might help you understand the value of that material is to literally, after you've created whatever it is, let's say it's a book, you know, read the book, really look at it. Find out what you like about it. Find out what was great about this. Find out what was the hardest thing to do. If this is a story that touched on a personal area in your life and and you want to share that moment, find those things because those give you topics to actually speak about. Then write out a little script for yourself. It doesn't have to be 25 pages. You know, you don't have to do a half hour show. You can write a little, you know, three minute or five minute speech. There are things we call elevator speeches, which are shorter, but write out a little promo, a little blurb, a little mini speech that you can practice so that when people come to your table or come to you at at whatever event you're appearing at, you can say, my such and such is about this and and such and such. And I I was inspired by such and such and blah, blah, blah. And I really hope you'll like the book. Having that prepared piece gives you something to hold on to, gives you something to, to lean on, something to feel secure about, and to g- break ice and to get you started in what hopefully will become a conversation. Because a good deal of the time, people are going to say, really? Um, well, okay, well, you said this about this, the book or the play or the music, right? but I'm curious about such and such. Or I like yada, yada, yada. Is that in your, your book or is that in your play? And now you can start to have a bit of a dialogue with people because you've broken the ice. But it, I would say, first and foremost, create uh, a blurb, a soundbite, uh, a larger elevator speech, something that allows you to memorize it and use that to start the conversation. Excellent. Now, and then practice that. Now, I, I would add to that that one of the things you might have to do is you might have to get over yourself. I come, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I come from... Um, uh, uh, a family background, and some would blame it on Irish, um, <laughs> where you know the tradition was don't get too big for your bridges, you know. And I've been creating stuff since I was, you know, single digits. Um, I remember painting a wizard on a big uh, a window blind that was about to get thrown out, so I saved it and I'm going to paint on it. When I rolled it down to show my parents. I was so proud and then I lowered it to see what their reaction was and they were shocked. They had no clue how to react to this boy, you know, (laughs) and, and it became a thing where, well, who do you think you are? And you have to get past that. Who do you think you are? You think that you're someone who has the urge to create and that's enough to share it with the world. 
you don't have to have unwavering proof of you're the greatest in the world. All you have to do is acknowledge I have something I want to say. And then you go and try and say it the best you can. And one of the things that I learned is that reading it, like you said, but reading it out loud allows you to hear it and hear the energy of it and all that. And then that helps with your belief. Now I have another question for you. Okay. Okay. So you've gotten to that point. You have some stuff you're uh, uh, proud of. You want to go out to the public. You're forcing yourself to go out. You're going to be doing this. And then you say, um... Where do I go? How do I find <laughs> out where there are places where I can go to share my wares? What would you say? What would you advise? Well, I think that, and this is a tricky one, it, it really does depend on the medium that you're working in, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the genre, the, the arena, uh, because it's different for dancers or composers mm-hmm. or poets. Or novelist, and if it's you're a novelist, are you writing how-to books, or are you writing fiction, or are you writing historical? So there's there you have to first look at the arena in which you want to play. Uh, if you're let's let's stick with what you and I do predominantly, which is we write books and stories. All right, so for for us, you know, one of the areas that we went to immediately was comics. We were in the comic book arena. We had written comic book material. Um, and we had some independent stuff, stuff that we created that had no track record. So nobody in the industry and nobody in the fan base knew us. And we wanted to get out there. So you go to events that fit that genre. You, um, you go to book readings. You go to Barnes & Noble when they have you know, people there. You go places where you can schmooze, connect with other individuals of like minds, you have cards or something that, you, you know, business cards that you can hand out. But what you're looking for is information. Hey, you're into the same thing I am. Where can I go? Where do you go? Where are these events? Where are their readings? Uh, who can I talk to about getting my book out there? How do I get invited to such and such? You want to acquire the information of where are the happenings that you want to connect to to get that kind of exposure. Chris, if I remember right, when you wrote one of your first books um if i believe it was the city city of woe was mm-hmm. it city of woe didn't you do a street book fair yeah i did there's a great book. Yeah, never mind how well you did it that's not the point how did you find it um it was uh the process of googling i googled book fairs book sales um book conventions uh fiction conferences you know, and I just kept going, kept going. And then I saw, you know, they were in Baltimore. There was this, there was, you know, there's the um, um, Mystery Writers of America. But you had to have been published. So then, I, And then I learned a little bit, okay, I, I can only do this at this level. I can do this. And then I found that, um, uh, I think it's the Livingston Book Fair down, way down. It's as far down in Jersey as you can get before you're in Philly. <laughs> and um, they take over a whole block so that was really cool I might have gotten the name wrong if so you can correct me in the comments but there are yeah. and I also I, I also went to my local public libraries and there said you um, if you want 
I could have, uh, I can do a uh, Northers Afternoon where, you know, I read and talk about uh, the process of writing and if people are interested and then sales in the back. I have tried a couple of places. Um, big chain stores won't do it, but little independent bookstores, if you say, hi, um, I'd like to offer uh, um, a possible way for you to make some money with no cost out of your pocket. That usually gets their attention. Well, you know, you're creating a happening. You're creating right. an event, something that's special that day at that place right. and that you... gets curiosity going, not only about you, but it also draws attention to the space right. that you're utilizing. And, if, and so if... that's a collaborative, that's a collaborative scenario right. there. You have to let them know that they don't have to buy your books if you just uh, if they let you speak and do a signing, they can have, you know, you can negotiate out of every sale, they'll get this much. And some are, you know, some are really great at that with that. And some want, you know, if you're selling the book for twelve, $10, they want $12 per book. So, you know, that's not going to work out, <laughs> but you know, well, you know, but what we're saying here, folks, is you, you want to get out there, do the research, find the events, the locations, the people that are already connected to that world, even if they're on the same level as you, because you're gathering information. You need to find out where these things are happening so that you can pitch your involvement. So that's that's one. Um, absolutely. Conventions, libraries and things like that. I did a lot of school visits, too, mm -hmm. um, you know, because as a writer. You can come in and do programs at schools. Again, you have to be qualified, but it's another thing that that opened up. You know, there are programs that you can get involved with that love to send authors to schools or to speak at schools or to speak at libraries about the process, the creative process of writing, because it's all about literacy. It's about reading. It's about writing. And those are educational components that a lot of institutions support. So you can get the word out about your book if it's age appropriate for kids or teenagers or adults. You can get your, your word out by connecting with institutions that are all about literacy and, and, and writing and reading. So that's another one. Um, appearances absolutely are great. But another thing is being interviewed. Mm -hmm. is finding, um, and especially in the, the world of social media now, is finding the bloggers and the podcasters who are doing blogs and podcasts about the topic of the material that you have written or about the, the issue that you created your piece around or about the type of music that you've composed. You want to connect with them and say, look, I've just got this new book. I've got this new piece. I've got this new performance. I've got this new play and it's going to be doing this, or I've just finished this. This is what I've gone through. It's about such and such. And I'd really love an opportunity to be interviewed on your show or to talk about it on your show. What, what, what do I have to do? What's your criteria? And again, just like Chris did, you Google, you find out where these places are, these people are, you email. One thing that's great is write out a basic email introducing your creation and having your information in there, all your contact information, just a basic one that could go to anybody. Short, even no. short. Right, right. So then here's what happens. As you find these individual contacts, you simply plug in their name, their contact information in there. You, you just tweak the letter to go to them. If it's, all, it's a digital email, you know, you can make, you can make, you know, keep a base uh, template 
and then just contour it to send to individual people. And that way you don't have to create a new letter each time. And some people, you know, that would become, uh, it, it might sort of constrict you, might tie, you know, tighten you up, stress you out. If you have a letter ready to go, you just pop in. All right, Alex, you were talking about uh, having the letter ready. Oh, yes, right. Yes, yes, yes. You know, I, I love it when we have to we have to do these station breaks and we don't even have a station. Um, uh, yes, I was saying that you want to have a template letter uh, and the letter should, you know, be a basic letter that has your intro to your product, uh, what it is you want from the individual and all of your pertinent contact information and a nice little thank you, a little sign off there. So you make sure all your, your T's are crossed and your I's are dotted in that. So that every time you have to send out a letter to a new individual, a new entity, all you have to do is just plug in their contact information and you're sending out consistently the same information. You don't have to worry about writing that letter every single time. It's a, it's a time saver and it's also a way of making sure you don't leave out really crucial information. Uh, and then the last thing I was going to say before we were going to you know, segue, I think you have another question, but the last thing I was going to say is, when you get these interviews, when you get to appear at these different localities, bring your A game, bring your positive energy, bring your enthusiasm, because it's sincere. I'm not saying, you know, do P.T. Barnum, because if people come to your table, they approach your table, they approach you at an event, and you have this sort of dour expression on your face, you have this impatient look about you, you have this, oh, God, why did this, somebody drag me here kind of look, you're turning people away instantly with that. You know, they're not going to hear your pitch because you immediately look like you don't want them to bother you. So you have, you've gone from being the writer, the creator of this, to being the public relations department and the sales department. And those hats you have the same amount of enthusiasm and energy and commitment as you did as the artist. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about... Let's talk about um, that. When you come, when you get to your first convention or your first conference or your first whatever, um, even if it's a book fair, there's usually some um, common denominators, right? There is a table, either the table is provided or in the book fair that I went to, you had to bring your own table. Uh, mm. Find out which one that is. Yes. Um, Find out if it's going to be open air and you're going to be sitting in the sun. Then get some, you know, a tent or something to cover you. Or if you're going to be inside, where are you going to be? You know, um, we we have been at cons where we were right in traffic and we were way off traffic. That's a, mm -hmm. that's a different kind of energy. But mm -hmm. let's let's talk about what we do. There's a table. Do you, what do you put on it? What do you put behind it? What's a basic setup? for people who may not have done it before. Okay, we're, we're talking presentation here, folks. It's the same way you feel, or the, put yourself in, in, the re, in the customer's position for a moment. You walk into a bookstore, you walk into any place of business, you want to, when you look around, you want to feel like, yeah, this is where I want to be. I've come to the right place. This is really nice to look at. This is really interesting and eye-grabbing and whatever. So you don't want... Ow! Yeah, that, that too. <laughs> so, you know, basic. Sometimes you'll go to events and they will have a table cover, cloth or apron or whatever, and they'll have it all there for you. It's a part of the package. But you should always carry one. Make sure that you bring some sort of nice, basic tablecloth, not one with a whole lot of prints and patterns on it that has nothing to do with your product. 
uh, a nice white one or a red one or an orange or yellow or black, you know, something that is going to be the backdrop to your property, to your item. So you want to have a tablecloth. You want to have some way of displaying your work. So if you're, again, if you're a writer, you have a number of books with you, you can lay some of them on the table, but you should also bring a couple of upright book holders so that the books, you know, a sample of the books can be in an upright position. It's a more eye-catching position as opposed to everything laying flat on the table on its back. The other thing you want to have is some sort of a sign. Uh, eight and a half by 11 is fine or 11 by 17 that you can sit on the table that says who the heck you are or what this product is. This is, you know, a picture of the book with a nice blurb. You know, maybe if you've already, some people you know have read it or some people have bought it and they've come back with compliments. Maybe you have a couple of quotes on this sign, but the sign should look nicely put together, you know, and that should be there with your name so that they know who you are. Here's your property and here is uh, the opportunity to meet you and possibly buy it. You want to have, uh, now I know this is going to sound egotistical, but believe, believe it or not, even if people have never heard of you before and they decide to buy your book, they ask you to autograph it. Because, hey, you're the guy who wrote it. You're the girl who wrote it. Wow, I've actually met the person who created this. Because when I go to Barnes & Noble, I buy a book off the shelf. I may never meet this person ever again in life. So you should have pens. One of the attractions of cons. Right. A pen that allows you, a, a nice pen, allows you to sign either the inside or the outside of the book. That should be nice. Business cards, in case they want to get in touch with you again, or in case you would like them to reach out to you at your website or your email address or your blog and tell you what they thought of it. You want to try and gain, you know, uh, a following. You should have something that takes uh, email addresses. So it can be, a, again, a pad and pen that you can write their names down and write their emails down. Or you can, there's certain, uh, there's certain software that allows you to collect it. You know, they'll just type it right in and boom, you've got it. And I'm going to actually say this about email addresses. If you're going to let people write it down in a notebook, check it after they do. Because sometimes you'll get home, you've done this event, you've got 37 email addresses for this new email list of yours. It's going to be so great. And you can't read half of them because of the handwriting right. or the spelling or whatever. So you want to make sure that that information is clear so you can put it in your re as a resource. Put it in there and know that you can get in touch with these people and begin to build your fan base. Yeah. So those are the basics. Uh, no. It doesn't hurt so to have a camera. I'm sorry. One more thing. Go ahead. You can use your cell phone, your tablet, or whatever. Take pictures of people who bought your book. Take, have pictures taken of you talking to people standing around your table. This is press. Mm -hmm. This is saying, look, I'm out here. This is what I'm doing. This person has my book. Here's me signing it. This is all useful content to keep people engaged and interested in what you're doing useful in facebook uh, instagram twitter all that right stuff. all that good stuff uh possible innovation um to the pad if you want i'm a big fan i love index cards if you were to get okay. to put uh you know if you were to get a little fish bowl right remember <laughs> at the fairs you'd get you throw a ping pong ball on the goldfish you know and yep. the goldfish would die in about a week but you'd have the fish bowl um <laughs> So, so now you're gonna have, here's something useful to do with that fishbowl. If you have clean it cards, out first, right, and you tell them put your print your name and your email address, and put it in the fishbowl, one will be drawn out, 
Alex Simmons. Yeah, so they're so, going to put the cards in the fishbowl. Go right. ahead. So you get the index cards, you have them put print their name and their email address clearly, put it in the fishbowl. One will be pulled out for an autographed book or prize or whatever, and you will email them saying, you won. Email me your um, your address, and I will mail you this signed book or whatever. It's incentive for them to write clearly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it just, you know. And if you want to say. more incentive to put something, you know, to, to sign exactly. up to win, and, then, and everybody gets a little something. And if, the thing, and if the thing you're giving them is a digital factor of some sort, then you can just email it to them, you know, boom. But either way. Um, well, that's true. We have an email, uh, uh, a digital version uh, only of one blackjack story, and and that could be something. Sign up, and you'll get sent this exactly. story. That's an excellent thing. So there are ways to do it to break the ice. I have one more question. Okay. People are walking by. How do you first? You you know, like you said, don't be morose. Don't be sitting there slumped over. Don't be involved in some conversation with the guy next to you so that you ignore people outside oh god yeah that's but, one yeah right we've seen this a million oh, times yeah. at, at uh, uh cons right yep, okay yep. but let's get to the do's what do you do how do you engage without whoring <laughs> how do you make the contact without kidnapping Okay, I well, geez, I just took out my best move. Okay, so 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 here's here's the thing, you know, I I know where you live. No, um, what I tend to do is, you know, first off, you can be sitting. I mean, that does work. But also, if you're standing, you know, if you're standing, you're meeting people at eye level as they're going by. That's one. Two, look at people as they go by. Quite often, people miss the opportunity to engage because you're looking at stuff around. But you're not looking people in the face. When people are coming along in an event and they're looking for stuff, they're looking to see what's there, quite often they'll see the item on a table and they might look to the individual there. Now, if the individual looks at them and then waits for them to make the initial move, eh, it doesn't always work. So what I like to do is, you know, I like to watch the people. As they're coming by, I watch what they're doing. They're looking at me. Uh, I say, hey, how how you doing? And I just say hello. I'm not immediately trying to grab them by the collar and saying, buy this. I'm saying, hey, how how you doing? You know, hey, are you having a good time? You know, right. that's the initial. Basically, it's almost like a handshake. Hi, my name is so and so. But I'm just making that a first contact. I'm saying, hi, how you doing? Now, I haven't said, hey, get over here and look at my. So they don't feel the need to to run. You know, if they feel if they're curious, they'll go, oh yeah, hi, how how you doing? And they'll slow down. And you see that move and you say, uh, hey, feel free to take a look at my book. This is such and such. And you can go into your spiel. Or sometimes, again, if I get a sense from them that they're still not playing, I say, well, no, you know, feel free. You can, I often say, you can touch it. It's okay. Finger, fingerprint the whole bit. Don't worry about it. You can take a look at it. And I give them a moment to pick up the book and look at it. Most people hate when they walk into a store and the salesperson jumps right on them and starts hard sell. You know, you want to get away. I, I tend to go in the opposite direction. I want you to buy the book, but I'm not going to shove it down your throat. I'm just not. I'm going to give you a chance to, to, to touch it, hold it, look at it, talk to me. 
I want to engage you in some sort of conversation that gives you and me a sense of what are the possibilities here? You know, I've had people, you know, look at me, walk away. I've had people look at the book, look at me. I say my thing. They say, oh, thank you. Yeah, it's great. And they keep going. Don't get pissed. Don't say anything about their ancestry you know, because you never know. They, 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 sometimes they come around again. Or sometimes if you say, hey, well, you know, have a good day, you let it go. You let it go. They'll come back later. Because you didn't, you didn't spit at him. You didn't. Enjoy the con. Hope to see you. Exactly. Try to be genuine. Try to be open. Try to be the kind of person you would want to encounter if you were wandering through a place and just thinking about maybe picking something up. Great advice. Put yourself in their shoes. That's fantastic. I have one last question. One more thing. Yes. One last question. Um, You know, you and I, we've done uh, comic book and book uh, events together, conventions and all that stuff. Um, but in my all other life, you know, in, I'm sorry? I said, yeah, all around the world. Well, you've been more places than I have, but okay, yes. Um, <laughs> well, honestly, full disclosure, I've not been to Russia, Mr. International. Um, so what I have done is that I've served on our local school board. And I've gone to board of education or school board um, conventions. Mm-hmm. And there's an interesting thing that they do that I don't see at comic book conventions and uh, book fairs. Um, they're trying to sell you football fields or air conditioners or textbooks or whatever. And what I see on in every table, because it's, you know, booths just like at the booths that we do at comic book and book conventions, they have a bowl of wrapped candy mm. you know or something like that what do you or like you know i mean they'll go to the because they have uh, a bigger budget they'll have printed pens and that kind of stuff but mm-hmm. what i thought was available you know of all the things i've seen what i thought was maybe adaptable was this bowl of you know they'd have um little the, the bite-sized candy bars or hershey cakes mm-hmm. or something what do you think about that I've seen that at cons. I've seen some people do that. It depends, again, on the personality of the individuals. Uh, but I've seen people have a bowl of candies. I've seen people with homemade cookies and brownies. Yeah. I kid you not. Uh, I've seen people have little little tchotchkes, as the phrase goes. Right. And they've found um, like a 99-cent store that sells nonsensical little gadget toy-type things or cute little keychain like things that somehow thematically connect to what they're doing right fill a, fill a bowl with that so yes. yeah you know you can also do something as simple as for instance if you're an artist you can do a uh, little mini illustrations on like baseball card blank baseball card size or just regular you know you get you get uh oak tag or whatever like that cut it up and and you do and i've seen people do little pen and ink sketches or little quick color sketches on and they put those out as freebies right little so it's it's about being you know clever thinking outside the box thinking about what's the theme of the proper well, product that you're selling and and see if there's something that organically can connect to that when you were doing the kids comic con at uh the new york comic con um and you invited uh myself and uh the people we were working with tony jackson Cassine Gaines, to debut um uh, Margaret Agnes Ferguson and the Ferguson file, the children's book. I mm-hmm. went to uh, the party city and I 
looked, you know, how they have little party uh, giveaways. Mm -hmm. I looked and looked and I found little mini magnifying glasses. Right. Well, sure. Type thing. Yeah. yeah. I just bought them out because Margaret Agnes Ferguson is a seven year old detective. Right. Yeah. I went around and I put a little index card. No, a little business card made up of her face. And, you know, at this place at this time. And I went around and every time I saw a kid, I asked the parent, can I give him this toy? Can I give her this toy? We're going to be here at this place. And that kind of helped create um, the audience for us to make Absolutely. that debut. So when, you know, when, when, when Bill McKay and I did um, some middle school Sherlock Holmes books, and they were books about kids actually solving crimes in the Sherlock Raven Times. League, right? Raven League, exactly. Uh, we did a similar thing with magnifying glasses and other little things that connected to that theme. And they made great little conversation pieces and reminders and all of that. And so again, be clever with your promotion, be clever with, you know, but be personable and try and be genuine. Don't, don't try and con people. No. Be genuine about what you've done and what you're trying to do. And people will respect that more. And I've literally had people meet me, see the book, say thank you but no thank you or i'm not sure maybe and they've walked away and an hour or so later they've come back and done everything from buying a copy to coming back with three or four friends and buying many copies oh, yeah. so you just never know you just never know but try and be consistently genuine beautiful and that's the business end of how to tell this damn story there you go <laughs> been great talking to everybody please let us know what you think you can email us you can leave comments with this if you're if you're listening to us through anchor you know fm uh we're on facebook under tell the damn story uh also we're on facebook under chris ryan writes and alex simmons you know so once again get back to us let us know what you think and tell us what you would like us to talk about because again we've got years of experience you know <laughs> in writing traveling you know, uh, teaching uh, and the media. So, Imagineering, yes. Yep, that's that. So, again, until next time, continue to tell the damn story. Good talking to you. Take care. Take care.